All right, let's get this party started. It's downtime. Who would like to go first? I think I will, and I will do my thing because it's just appropriate that Grant would want to get that done as soon as his ass got chewed out about it. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, uh, you don't get to do my thing for you until we've done your thing for you. I figured as much. So that, so that has to go first. Yeah. So, uh, so first things first, um, I have made, I have spent days working on a spray paint art thing, which is not like me because usually those are done in like 15 minutes. If that, like they're usually done in about six from the videos I've seen. Uh, and then next thing I'm going to do Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Colin. Is this a peace offering? Are you bringing shitty spray paint to the queen? I'm bringing a a gift. Oh my god. Colin. Colin, you can't can't just say, I spent days on this work of art and then tell us nothing about it. Oh my god, you want me to describe it when I have not the brain capacity to describe it. I know exactly what it is. It is that one particular photo of George Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's the one of, um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. It's that painting of Jeff Goldblum, sexy Jeff Goldblum. Oh my Lord. (laughs) No. That's every painting of Jeff Goldblum. You (laughs) bastard. You fucking Philistine. Uh, but I mean... I guess it will be, like, Grant got high enough that he's seen what the summer court looks like, so it's gonna be a picture, of, or a spray paint thing of the uh, sum, of like the summer court jungles with, like, planetoids in the pl- background and stuff. Uh, and but I spent days on it, I mean, he made one, decided that it was not good enough, threw it away, and then made another one, decided it was not good enough, and just repeat this process until he's put it off long enough that he just has to choose one. How do I paint? Please don't murder me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing he's going to do is he is going to call Roxanne. That's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, well, I'm just letting you know. I'm going to the summer court alone. Uh. No weapons. Or um, armor. excuse me? No, you're fucking not. What? No, like, here, here's the thing. I'm not putting anybody else at ri- in danger. Like, seriously. Grant Harrison, I will teleport to your house and I'll put you in a fucking headlock if I have to. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> fine. Fine. You can come along, but... I'm telling Magpie and Emery that you're insisting. This is I. I'm I'm actually insisting that you that you stay that you stay home. But whatever. I'll meet you're you. You're not gonna just go meet this queen who tried to kill you by yourself. Okay, fine. I'll meet you at the safe house. It's fine. It'll be fine. Everything's okay. fine. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna worry about it. Don't worry about it. I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Grant gets to say don't worry about it to anyone ever again. No. I feel like he's lost that privilege. 
that's that's just the joke though. That is the gag. And then I'm going to head to. I guess it's not a safe house anymore. I guess we just, we just, it's headquarters. So I'm gonna head to headquarters, and I'll be like, I'm sure Roxanne has actually beaten me there because she just can just teleport. Uh, yeah, probably. All right. I have brought Otis in case you know I don't come back. That way they can have Milo and Otis together. I will uh, place him down. I take off the coin that is uh, that is my the way I have described it, having permanent two armor. Put that down. Take my sword off. Put that down. I don't even. I didn't even bother bringing my wand. I don't need it. But like, I didn't even bother bringing it this time. Uh, then I go. All right. Uh, anything else that I? Ha- I don't think I. I don't think I have any other weapons. I guess I should also leave the sticks that uh that that let me fly for fifteen minutes at a shot. Yeah, probably. Probably leave I'd, those at home. Yeah, probably leave those at home. So I go. All right. Well, let's do this before I get cold feet and run uh, even further away, probably to China. <laughs> uh, by the way. Both uh, both Grant and Roxanne would see this immediately. When the two of you show up, uh, Magpie looks like she's grown about three years. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, she looks like she's about 13 now. I go, oh, that happened. Rebellion time. <laughs> is that supposed to happen? She's a gremlin, so yes. Also, Grant, she is quite scowly at you when she answers the door for you. I mean, I'm doing the thing. I'm d- literally did you tell her to that? Do the thing. I would have. Like, that's the entire reason. I like. I don't have a way to get into the summer court. There's only way one person I know who would get me into the summer court, and that's Magpie. Hello, Magpie. It is me, Grant Harrison. I am going to the summer court, and I have brought this piece of Lisa Frank art as a gift. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but she can still be scowly that this has to happen in the first place. Also, I only wanted wanted to make that joke because, like, do you know how difficult it is to, like, Google Lisa Frank when you don't remember what her name is? (laughs) (laughs) Sparkly rainbow dolphin art. Elementary school girl binder art. <laughs> Tiger, but I'm on drugs art. Alright, so Magpie will escort the two of you into the garage where the circle is. She is going to grumble under her breath about Roxanne shouldn't be here. She I'm, shouldn't be I, here for this. I I'm I told her to that I, she should stay home. She's insisting on coming. I was insisting on her staying. Like seriously, I was one hundred. I was one hundred percent ready to like not drag anybody else into this. I mean, I'm literally your sister. I'm dragged into everything you do by default. I told you to stay home, but okay. Maggie still does not look happy about it. I don't. I don't look happy about it. But she will complete the circle and send the two of you in. Alright, I step through. I follow him. I mean, it's it's not a door, it's a teleport. Right, yep. right, right. Right, right, right. Colin. 
Uh, listen, like I said, my brain is mush right now. I'm sorry. Well, unmush it. I'm going to need you to be coherent for a couple of things. No, never. Okay. So, the two of you materialize in the court, and the the goblin, who is the uh, the greeter... It's that goblin I beat in a foot race. <laughs> yes, so, the, the greeter... The, the goblin who is the greeter recognizes Roxanne first and looks excited because he thinks he's going to get his foot race rematch but then he looks at Grant and he just kind of locks up his eyebrows shoot up into his hair and he sort of leans back a little I'm Grant Harrison I would like to uh, request an audience with the queen Oh. Huh. Well. All right. And he will lead the two of you at a walking pace into the courtyard. And Roxanne, the the same sort of party energy that was present last time is still going on. There's still music playing. Uh, somewhere in the distance that's getting louder as you near the palace. And there's, as you get closer, you can still smell the booze in the air. But the two of you, when the two of you enter the sort of main courtyard where the party is happening, everything drops dead. I guess I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. And all of the court citizens present turn to look at you, Grant, like you're the weirdest fucking thing they've ever seen. Well, I do have silver hair right now, which probably oh, actually isn't that weird. That's normal. Oh yeah, that's extremely whatever for these people. It's more yeah. like, why the fuck would you come here willingly? <laughs> the hell happened to your brain? It got... Smarter, stupider, one of the two. Got yelled at by a small <laughs> child. Got scolded. I got scolded by someone who's half, who's twice my age, who looks half my age. <laughs> twice is maybe underselling it by a lot. Yeah, twice is probably underselling it by a lot. So, after the courtyard is quiet for a moment, there is a slow clap coming from the thrones, and you can see the queen is sitting in hers, giving you some sort of round of applause. And Lycar, no, Dweer, Dweer next to her looks furious. Hello, your majesties. Um, I've come to speak to you, and I've also bear a gift, and I hold up the uh, the rolled up painting that I made. Kill him. Kill him or not. <laughs> Off with his head. Like a hundred times. Just murder him. I hate art. Tarira just sort of like waves her hand absently, and one of the attendant goblins comes and picks up the 
piece of art and just like takes it down a hallway somewhere. Okay. I mean, I, I brought it. She can do whatever the fuck she wants with it now. She can burn it for all I care. Right. And then she regards you for a moment, just silently. And Dweer appears to be getting angrier and angrier. And she sort of sits up a little straighter in her chair and says, The fucking stones you have. <laughs> yeah, basically, I didn't think you would have the nerve to come here. I'm honestly a little impressed. Uh, I've been considering it for a while, but there was at least one thing that happened recently that made me consider it super hard, and then another thing that happened that basically cemented the fact. Hmm. Well, what is it you seek this day, Grant Harrison? Uh, well... First of all, I would like to say thank you for not killing me on the spot. All right, archers. <laughs> <laughs> and I've basically come to try and make amends for what I did. Dweer slams his fist onto one of the arms of his throne and starts to bark the absolute gall of this and then... Tarira puts her hand on his chest and, like, pushes him down a little. She says, Hmm. Well, you must know that such a thing would come at a price. Yeah. Yeah, everything does. I got, like, five dollars. <laughs> no, uh, God, no. He has way more than that. Lucky for you, I'm only asking for tree fitty. <laughs> Uh, Wait a minute. Can you That's not for the queen of the summer court? That's the Lockness Monster! God damn it, Lockness Monster! Shit, do you have change? <laughs> now, what would be an appropriate cost for the insult of your crime? Not even to mention the crime itself. Did she ask you? Oh, oh, okay. She isn't asking me. I was. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not posed at you. I, I, I figured as much. One hour timeout. <laughs> Ten spankings. Wait. No. 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 Whoa. Ten <laughs> spankings. Assuming you're not into that. <laughs> well. I can only really think of one thing in particular that you humans value enough to make it a proper cost, a proper penance for this insult that you've paid me. And that is time. I will require from you two years of your life for each year since you stole this power from me. And I would require an additional year for each of my citizens that you have slain. 
as they sought an opportunity to redeem themselves to me because of this crime you committed. Okay, so that's three. I've established uh, this is out of character. Th- that's three because technically Archer was not slain, and I Archer counts. Arch, God damn. Okay, so four. So that's four years for those, and then twelve years because you said you've held it. You've had this power for six. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't. It didn't happen. It only happened like two years into my training to become a wizard so it wasn't the f- so it hasn't been the full like however so yeah so so 12 plus, so 18 no 16 uh, excuse me thank you yeah brain mush <laughs> also bad at math in general it's fine so it'll be a total of 16 years okay Grant goes that sounds more than fair um but and I, I'm not going to say but as in um, trying to talk her down on this, but like, and I would say, uh, I just would like to know how much you know about the specifics of the ritual that I used. I know enough. I was able to work it backwards after it was cast. Okay, so you know that you're going to be getting the magic back when I die. I am aware. Okay, so what I would like to pop this, it, on, on this. top of on top of the on top of the uh, the time, I would also like to posit something additional, a way to work it so that way all of the magic power that I have accrued in my life, not just those ones that I have stolen from you, goes back to you when I die. All of it. That is in addition to the time that you are uh, that you are p- proposing to take from me. Interesting. I see. Do you propose this as payment for the crime itself? If that is agreeable to you, yes. And if not, then no. It is, all, it is up to you, my lady. Well, typically, the payment for stealing from a court royal, if you are a member of the court, is exile. But in your case, you would simply be given my brand so that all would know what you have done. Wouldn't be the first tattoo I'd gotten. Grant, shut up. <laughs> And, of course, it goes without saying that I will be taking all of my power back now. Um... Here's the thing. Something big and important is happening in our world. And I'm not sure... I would be able to help stop it with the amount of power that I would have. So, I would like to request to hold on to it for just a little longer. Dweer again starts to get out of his seat and shouting the absolute 
skull of this human, and then Tarira manifests a short sword in her hand and stabs it straight through Dweer's thigh, pinning him to his throne. And she looks at him, like she puts puts her her uh, her chin on her hand and looks at him and says, Do not speak out of turn again, my son. And he just sort of breathes deeply. And then she turns back to you and says, Well, it would not be the first contract I have formed with a human. However, that requires its own price. As do all things. You would be required to perform tasks for me when I asked for them. You would become an errand boy of my court. And if you will accept that, then I will allow you to keep what you have stolen for the time being. If I were to find the errands morally questionable, such as killing another human, for instance, would I be allowed to request another errand? No. Okay, but what if I don't want to do them? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's perfectly... Fine. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Very well. Step forward. Uh, Grant does step forward. And then she stands up out of her throne and steps up to you and then quirks an eyebrow at you because why the fuck are you still standing? Oh, yeah, Neil. <laughs> I, excuse me. Like I said, I... Just, I yeah, Sorry, I'm just is... kind of slightly terrified at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Questions yeah. after the ceremony. No, it's kind of important that I ask it now. Uh-huh. Like, is this an in-character question or an out-of-character question? In-character question. Uh, I guess Roxanne's going to clear her throat. <clears throat> yes, Roxanne Amelia Harrison. The duration of Grant being... Your errand boy. Is it analogous with the duration that he has your power? If at any time he would like to relinquish the power, he may stop working for us. Okay. Thank you for clarifying for me. Of course. Contracts are quite important to our kind. I would not like the terms to be vague. Of course. Yeah, I'm I'm very aware of uh, how important contracts are to your kind. 
And with that, she closes the rest of the distance to Grant, and she puts her hands on the side of your face to, like, cup your cheeks. Haha, uh-huh, psych, and she crushes your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly, but you do experience the most... It hurts worse than the ritual to get the power in the first place. Oh, ow, okay. Yeah. This is, Oops, without question, the worst pain you have ever been in in your life. Uh, for those of you at home who have not read the doc, because why would you? I've not made it public. Grant Harrison basically got almost electrocuted to death doing the ritual. So it's about that painful. Only worse. Hmm. <laughs> You just—you don't just feel like your skin is on fire. You don't just feel like your bones are being crushed. You don't just feel like your eyes are melting out of your skull. You feel like your soul is being torn to pieces. Only a tenth of the pain of being a gamer. But eventually, the pain subsides, and it, it dies down considerably after she takes her hands off your face. However, like, the left half of your face kind of, like, throbs a little. And then she puts her hand on the top of your head and says... Also, this color looks awful on you. And she runs her hands through your hair, and the roots of your hair feel weird. Okay. And then she steps back and says, You may rise, Lindsay Grant Harrison, temporarily of the Summer Court. I rise. Welcome to our service. Thank you. And on that note, I have a job for you. Okay. And that is where we are going to cut scenes because guess what, Colin? <laughs> that's, that's the that's the luck thing. So you have a second vector for luck events now. Yep. <laughs> So, who's next? Uh, I'll go. All right. Ape will go. Ape will go. Ape will go. Hooray, ape. Hooray. Hooray. All right. Um, I do your thing or my thing? Hmm. My thing. Okay. Today... We are doing internet training. All right. Let me get fucking voice changer online. Okay. So basically, I've, or my, the I, Steiner has set up a closed network that is basically going to simulate. It's God. The only analogy I can think of is like T 
teaching your kid how to drive and you get like you go to in my case it was like an old torn down walmart par- parking lot and you just like have them drive around in there yeah mine was a local church parking lot right but basically just like a s- just a little space where gregory can stretch out and get around but like a couple f- like f- fake hazards there just like to get an idea we're just like Actually, you know what? Yeah, I've actually gotten offline versions of some websites like, I don't know, like whatever the front page of CNN looked like that particular day, some select Wikipedia articles. Now, the goal is to make it through all of this without becoming a furry. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, just like some, like the most populous websites, and of course everything has been checked thoroughly for malware and shit. Right, but right. Anywhere that Steiner found like malware and viruses is now like um, it's like a little trap that just like would pop up, virtually a sign that says "You've been hacked, moron." <laughs> Your shit has been hacked by the weed crew. You have been owned, good sir. Right. So yeah, so it's a little snippet of the internet at large, and complete with some fake hazards. And I've set this all up on a closed network, and I'm just going to let Gregory poke around for a while. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you can, uh, I guess, plug all these hard drives into his main terminal. And he'll just... He's he's quiet for the first couple of seconds. Everything all right in there? It is strangely formatted. HTML is quite bizarre. Basically, it's just been slapped together over whatever was around over the years. It's it wasn't like created. It's just kind of. Well, DARPANET was created, but... Uh, ARPANET not, uh, was created, but... The internet at la- as a whole is just sort of... Slapped together. It's just sort of... A shantytown that spans the entire globe. It's, yeah. It's, imagine if you were building a... You were building a building. That's a weird sentence, I think. I think about it. Imagine if you were constructing a building. And... You'd, and after, like, the first couple of floors, you just started using whatever material happened to be lying around, and it still somehow worked. It's it's very art, but... That's the internet. That certainly is an extremely human way of constructing something. Hmm. I guess it is not anything planned. It's just it's um, it's millions of people all doing their own thing, and it still somehow holds together, which is a frighteningly accurate analogy for an entire race. Not that I consider it. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. So, as with the real internet, there are hazards present. Um, there are at all times 
malicious agents trying to infect your hardware, which in your case is your being, so extra bad for you. Uh, I have removed those, but they are um, where they would be, where you would contract them are now little warnings. And here's the whole thing. If you contract, if I've got a little marker here, if you get more than five of these, we're shutting this thing down for the day. I see. That is fair. It will give me time to consider the vectors of my failure and improve upon them for later. Mm, yes. So, um, this is a snapshot of the internet as of a couple of days ago. Well, not the entire internet, but the forefront of the internet. Anyway, learn. Can I assume that the pop-up ads are not a good thing to explore? No, no, they are not. Very good. How would pop-up blockers work on an AI? Like, how would you install that? I don't know. They probably work like filtered glasses or something. Hmm. So we're going to put a pair of glasses on Gregory then. Yeah, basically. (laughs) He's just going to create his own. Uh, So Gregory is highly meticulous with his exploration since this is his first foray and it is as he said very differently formatted than the usual architecture that he is used to right yeah i can't imagine what that would be like to experience like as gregory is i imagine it's like you'd have to be like um you ever go to the one of those children's museums as a kid and they had like the strange architecture rooms where everything's built that they're off your sense of balance and everything I think I have I, I have, think I've done that I don't before. know how relatable that is but I, I know what I'm talking about if you guys don't know too bad <laughs> but um, it's just like a setup like where stairs are just kind of very slightly uneven or um, I'm sure everyone knows this that one tunnel thing that rotates and has the lighting and stuff to make you think that you're spinning as you go through it is it no anyone else that is not ringing a bell for me I'm sorry uh hmm but anyway it's just all set up to play with your perception and make you think everything is a lot weirder than what it is Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like a Hall of Mirrors kind of thing, but like with architecture, I don't know how a best, I don't really know any other way to describe this. It's just Yeah, I get it. But it's like a house built wrong as a joke. <laughs> so so you've put Gregory in Grover House. <laughs> what have More? you done? I mean No, no, because the of? true terror grew up Grover House was it wasn't done as a joke. I know, I just wanted to make a Grover House reference. I can appreciate and understand that. But yeah, just like uh, just like walking through... Or maybe like the house from the book, A House of Leaves. Is that... That's a title, right? House of Leaves, yes. This is one of my favorites. Just like a house that is just like... 
like it's a house and you recognize that this is meant to be a house but it's just like a house built by someone who had lived in the woods their entire life and was just given a blueprint and a saw and a hammer and told to get to work geometries are all wrong here yes Yeah. anyway dawdling yeah so Gregory as I said takes his time you do get your first like Pain. like error mark <laughs> when he opens a uh, a banner ad because the pop-ups are obvious like actually hold on hold on hold on I gotta I I've decided this just now. Steiner is mm-hmm. just enough of a nerd, and this is still just enough of 2012 that instead of the viruses, it's just Rick rolling. <laughs> I take it back. Steiner is the worst character in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steiner's the worst. Yeah, so so after the uh, after the first ping comes up, Gregory is quiet for like 30 seconds, and then she's just like Edwin, is this a joke that I am not privy to? It's... It actually is sort of a thing. Um... Let's first explain this. Um... So, there's sort of like an internet in-joke thing where you trick people to click on something that, like, it's, oh, it's like, this is a recipe that my grandmother used to make. I'd like to share it with you. And then it's that video, and it's just sort of this running gag. It's harmless, stupid fun, but it's... Anyway, if you encounter that video, you know you have... Um... I don't want to say fucked up to my child. (laughs) You have... Now here's the question: Is it the is it the version of Rick Rolling where the screen is constantly moving, and when you click, when you finally hit the X, you have to click OK through all of the lines? I have of Rick- no idea how I would do that for <laughs> an AI. I see. I suppose then that I will learn to hate this man as he represents my failures. Eh. Honestly, the weird thing is, it's not a bad song. It's just, uh, but anyway, yeah. It was a quick and easy way to reference that something bad has happened. You've clicked something that you want, and the opposite of what you wanted to happen has happened. I understand. Okay. Right. Well. Uh, oh yes, first mark. Uh. How long has it actually been so far? Uh, let's say that that took an hour. One hour in, that's pretty good, actually. So the... Gregory logs it that clicking banner ads is incorrect. And then... Every time. It's it's quiet again for another, like, hour and a half. And you get another... You get another ping. And it turns out that... It was one of those sites where you like you go to download something, but then there's multiple buttons that say download, and all of them but one are fake. Mm-hmm. <sighs> ah, an important lesson. Everyone is trying to trick you on the internet. Well, not everyone, but assume 
Yes, that was quite obviously maliciously designed. Mm-hmm. I suppose I will need to check the HTML of download pages before I... It is odd to think of it as clicking, but choosing? Interacting? Something... You probably have actually a much better way of interacting with these things. You can directly interact with the HTML code, which is more than most people can do, so you probably send a better chance. Ah, I'm rambling. Point being, be wary of anything that's trying to be your friend. That is an interesting thought. Well, on the internet. Not in real life. Most people in real life aren't going to give you viruses unless they have the flu. Please don't teach your child to be cynical. Okay. Alright, let's rephrase this a little bit. Be appropriately cautious towards anything that looks like it's offering you something for free. That sounds wise. Hmm. But what I was referring to as finding interesting is the idea of interacting directly with the code of these sites. Would you have any objections to me leaving things behind on these pages? What, um, by what exactly do you mean things? As of right now, my only idea is a small monitoring program. Hmm. Something for, say, statistical analysis. A simple few lines of code added to this page's HTML to track how many people click the false links versus how many people click the correct links. Hmm. And, um, if I may ask why you would like to know this. I am curious as to how many humans will fall for such a trick. You know what? You have my curiosity as well. Um, I will permit this for the time being. Thank you. I promise I will not abuse this permission. Don't, uh, don't make a habit of doing that. If, okay, actually, let me think of it. Um, if you start doing this on the actual internet, you're going to want to obfuscate your, um, cover your tracks. As it, See. Actually, remind me to pick up some books on hacking for you. That seems like it would be a handy skill. If nothing, if not for actively hacking things, but to learn how to protect yourself better. I will add that to the reminders list. Appreciate that. That actually would be a pretty useful bit of knowledge to have for an AI. How to cover their own tracks and all that. Yeah, it seems like it would be a good skill for him to have. So, uh, again, the the hours sort of tick over, and 
for the uh, for the next like I don't know four hours. He doesn't trip any more bells. Hmm. He's successfully internalized credulity. It seems. Hooray! I've taught my child to be cynical about things. <laughs> Next, pessimism. No! Please do not hurt our beautiful boy in this way. For my next lesson, we will learn about depression. <laughs> no! Do not make the computer depressed. It's for real, though, if Gregory is going to exist on the internet, a healthy dose of cynicism is necessary. Probably. You are probably going to need to, like, speedrun teaching him morals. God. Uh, But, yeah, so the... At that point, it's been, like, six hours since you started this experiment. How long were you planning to run it for? Um, it's a closed system, so I have no problem letting Gregory run around until his little robotic heart's content. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, like, he'll, he will literally just run around in this box until he has exhausted every single bit of data. Like a hamster. Yeah. This is the biggest playpen you've given him so far. Yeah, if I've got nothing to do, I'm just gonna let Gregory have fun. (laughs) So he will investigate every single page that you put in front of him, and he will comb every single bit of code, he will evaluate every single bit of architecture, and he thinks a lot faster than you do, so it takes him a lot less time to crunch through all of that than it would a regular person. So, I don't know, let's say takes him about nine hours to just completely exhaust everything you've given him. Hmm. Okay. And he only trips it the the two times that we've been through so far. And at about the nine hour mark, he hails you with, Edwin, I believe I have exhausted all of this. I'm, I'm awake. You... you... Oh, I apologize. I stopped looking through my eyes while I was doing this. I did not notice that you were asleep. No, no, it's fine. I was just getting, getting 40 winks. In. It is good and healthy. Nine, it's been nine hours? Hmm. Yes. <sighs> well, you didn't trigger anything else. That's quite good. I'm impressed and a little bit proud. I took it slower than I possibly could have in order to be sure that I would not fall into any more traps. This is probably a good attitude to have. It is certainly one that I will be carrying forward until I am more confident in my knowledge of how the internet goes. Yes, well, um, let's see, what time is it? Getting hungry. That I think is uh, enough for today. You've 
exhausted what I have set up for you. I will need more time to set up more little, I guess, training courses is what they are. Um, could you get some dinner and pick up some books, I think. You be all right here on your own for the time being? Absolutely. There are some small projects that I have been working on that I can amuse myself with while you are out. Excellent. Always good to keep busy. Please be safe out there, Edwin. I will look forward to your return. Ah, I'll be back in... Uh, it shouldn't be more than a couple of hours, I think. Well, be safe. Have fun. Same to you. Um, yeah, I guess that's the end of that little scene. Steiner goes, gets some lunch, dinner, or whatever the hell time it is. I Probably lunch. dinner since it's been nine hours. Yeah. And also is like, just like picking up some books on hacking? Yes, direct me to your hacking section, please. <laughs> I wish... Sorry, you're at the soup store. <laughs> I have a desire to hack the Gibson, and I need your finest hacking books, sir. <laughs> no, sir, this is a Hardee's. Bookmaster, I need your strongest hacking books. <laughs> you can't handle my hacking books. You better go to a place that has some weaker hacking books. But my God, son is going on the internet. The both of you. <laughs> and I need the strongest hacking books you have. <laughs> Both of the worst. I say you are a rascal. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay. Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do your thing or my thing? Um... Let's do my thing first. Okie dokie. Do you want to set this before or after the uh, Grant's trip to the summer court? Here's a question. How much before would it no longer make sense for me to know that Magpie is suddenly looks like a 13-year-old? I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay, so when Grant and I showed up at... Uh, the house Magpie yeah. looked older yeah and setting that bef- setting this before that happened would that chronologically still make sense I mean sure it just wouldn't have been a surprise to you when that happened oh, well I pre- well, <laughs> Roxanne just pretended actually, it was a surprise <laughs> well no because these things can happen extremely rapidly yeah, I, mean, uh, so I, I wrote in a in the doc in the setting doc that um, a gremlin can go be from being looking fifteen to looking like twenty three within a week if that is how old they've suddenly aged. Yeah, so this could have just been like this could have happened in the space between this event that we're setting up for and Grant's sojourn. Fair enough. It's okay. up to you. Uh, honestly, I really don't have an opinion on it. I really don't, actually. Okay. So we'll just say it's after. Sounds good. So, 
please tell me what you have planned. Well, Roxanne, uh, you know, being the normal and well-adjusted person that she is, uh, loves to spend her time in the world of the living, which is why she's going to make a sojourn to the Deadlands to see if she can find, how do I collectively refer to them? The witches. The witches from Walpurgis Nacht. Yeah. See if you can go visit your new friends. Yeah. I can, you know, I can talk about everything that happened. I can tell Margaret about me being a responsible person and standing up for myself. (laughs) Oh, so Roxanne just wants head pats. That's what's happening. No, but when significant things happen in your life, you'd like to share them with your friends. Yeah, sure. All right. You can bip yourself into fucking Emery's living room. As you do. Magpie is ready with a party popper this time. Nice. Despite being a, a little bit older, that's still a thing she likes to do to you. Uh, yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and then she will sit down on the couch in the living room and ask, so, what's the plan for today? So, I was thinking that what with my ability t- to teleport, I was thinking I might go visit uh, our mutual witch friends in the Deadlands. Oh. I mean, waiting a whole year to see somebody again seems like kind of a bummer to me. And I just thought it would be a nice surprise for... It would be a nice, fun thing for me to do, and it might be a nice surprise for them to get nice visitors. Oh, yeah. they'll They'll love some company. And I don't know if I'm feeling particularly confident. Maybe sometime I can figure out how to take you with me. Because, I mean, you didn't get to see them last time they were here. I did miss getting to see Hildy and Agnes. Well, I don't know what they're usually like, but they... uh... Hildy definitely seemed like she missed you not being there. Alright. So, uh, do you know how long you're planning on being gone? I don't know. Um, what time is it right now? Out of care. Actually, what time is it right now? Yeah. Why don't you tell me? I'd assume it's like noon. Okay, sure. Then it's noon. Even it, I'll probably be done at the worst by like... I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there... Let's go with six-ish, because I don't want to ask you to open the door back up at, like, eight o'clock or something. Okay. And if I'm not there, then assume I was just, I just lost track of time. And I'll be there at, at noon the next day or something. But I probably won't lose track of time. All right, got it. So I'll pop it open. I'll pop the door back open up at six o'clock. And then if you're not there, I'll just open it every day at noon. That sounds reasonable to me. Cool. Wish me luck. I never tried to do this before. Eh, Be safe. Have fun. The best of your ability in there. Oh, I don't know. I thought I'd get in some life threatening danger. 
you know, I'm kidding. Yeah, you better be. I'll say hi for you. Thank you. Then she will draw the door and pop it open and you can head on through. (laughs) Back to Headacheville. Yeah. Oh, it's far and away not the worst headache you've ever had. Literally, yes. That is a factual statement. (sighs) All right. So, you are in the Deadlands now. And then Magpie waves by as she shuts the door behind you. Okay. So, I guess the question is just how much of a... How hard do you think this is going to be for Roxanne to pull off, then? Presumably. Well, the text of Angels, Angel Wings, is you can instantly go anywhere you have been before or to a person you know well. So, would you characterize any of the witches as someone you know well? I think I know them pretty well, you know. You hang out all night partying with somebody, with some folks, and you get to know them pretty well. And at the very least, collectively, I think I know. I would say that I know the group pretty well. Does that uh, sound like a fair answer? It sounds like a pretty fair answer. I guess the only thing left to do then is just to try. And since it's just me, I guess it doesn't necessitate necessitate a roll. Correct. You don't even need to roll. You think real hard about who do, who or what do you think real hard about? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, the two most meaningful interactions I think I really that uh, Roxanne had were with Margaret and Gwendolyn. So let's go with Gwendolyn then. Okay. So you fix Gwendolyn in your mind and then fall backwards through space. And in the because it it is an instantaneous movement. You don't like spend ten minutes walking or whatever. You're just on the other side of this fall. So you are in one instant sitting there in the capital concentrating, and in the next instant you are a hand wraps around your throat and you are lifted like six inches off the ground. There is a blistering heat like five inches from your face and you could hear several voices being like, Margaret, no, no, down. Hi, Margaret. That's just how Margaret greets everyone. And then the the fireball that was blinding you this bright blue fireball just slowly dissipates and Margaret's eyes had actually changed color like the the whites of her eyes had gone this like crimson red and then they clear back to white and she lowers you back onto the ground and like dusts you off a bit says sorry I really hate it when people sneak up on us like that yeah, um... Sorry, I would have called ahead. You have a really strong grip. Uh, I would have called ahead. I just... didn't really have a means to. 
<laughs> I would have called ahead, but I literally don't know how. <laughs> you never gave me your phone number. What the fuck was up with that? Do, you, do y'all have a fucking cell phone? No. Um. Are you on Twitter? <laughs> do you have like an Instagram I can follow? <laughs> do any of you have LinkedIn? No. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So. Gwendolyn just sort of like rushes in and like fusses over you. It's like, oh, god damn it, I can't believe she did that. I mean, I can absolutely believe that she did that, but I can't believe she did that. I'm so sorry. Um, it's cool. I mean, it is distinctively not cool. That was actually very, uh, I'm going to abandon this conversation. That sentence <laughs> Roxanne <laughs> chucking and rolling from this train of thought. Just gonna tuck my head into, tuck my head down, curl my knees, and just toss myself off that train of thought. Roxanne just spits some words into her hand, crumples them up, and just throws them as far as she can. <laughs> Okay, sure. All right. Also, hi, you're here now. Hi. Sorry to show up on uh, uninvited. I I think you. I think we gave you. And she turns to the rest of the group. I think we gave you like a standing invitation to show up if you were ever able to. Uh sorry for showing up. In a surprising manner, I guess, then. I mean, I didn't have a choice in the matter, but sorry if I spooked anybody. (laughs) Phoebe walks over and sort of pats you on the shoulder and says, No, it's really just Margaret's a little jumpy sometimes. Margaret throws her hands in the air and says, You know why? You know why I'm like this. This is hell. We are literally in hell. I am the only one here with any combat capabilities. Well, any that don't ruin the landscape. I'm not taking it personally. It's just how things happen. I just... I know you just said they don't have any combat capabilities outside of Margaret. But I want to imagine like a demon charging at Phoebe and then the camera cuts away and then the camera cuts back and the demon is in a rocking chair and enjoying a cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you feel when these mortals forget to sacrifice goats to you? (laughs) Neglected. Also, I like to to imagine every once in a while, like, uh, the camera cuts away and you see, like, a bunch of owls just carrying some sort of awful monster away and (laughs) Agnes is just there, like... Like cleaning her knuckles or something. Demon just like they always ask me what I can do for them, but they never <laughs> ask me how am I doing. <laughs> Every time someone calls me, they always want something. No one ever just wants to talk. <laughs> There's just one guy. He just yells "fuck you" at me all the time. I don't. And then these new breath, new everyone. See, I. I thought I thought asking for things was bad, 
This these these kids, they just oh, they just want to do things that I <laughs> I don't want to talk about it here. It's it's uh, I prefer the asking for things actually. Goodness, this got to a weird place, and I would like <laughs> to retract everything. Ah, someone else wants to do, to you know just get off of this train of thought. All right, so. Ursula comes over, just folds her hands in front of her and says, So, what are you here for, Roxanne? Well, no, that's extremely rude to ask. How have you been? I hope you've been well. I've been okay. I've been to literally the other side of hell and back. In an extremely literal sense. I, I need to stress that. I literally went to the other side. Oh. Oh, you've been to the gate. Yeah, just up there. Did you... Not yet. Oh. Okay. Well. Um... I must say, I'm quite worried about that. The gate has a tendency to annihilate things that try and pass through it. Well, I mean, I'm, um, I'm thinking that it should let me through because I'm, I guess, cut from the same cloth, if you understand my meaning. I think I do. Whatever's on the other side of it, we don't know. But whatever's on the other side of it has something to do with you. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the impression I get. And besides, I'm a millennial. We're all about being annihilated and dying, or something like that. Gwendolyn puts her hands on her hips. Just like I beg your pardon. I'm not sure what what you're taking to offense to here. Whatever sort of cultural milieu you've got that wants that lusts after your own annihilation third tuck and roll from thought train well allow me to get into the allow me to dig deep into the uh, you know the social aspects of uh, culture as a millennial no (laughs) Hildy pipes up from the back that sounds incredibly boring, and I hate it, and it's dumb, and I don't want to hear any more about it. Okay, Boomer. Well, I can't argue with her. <laughs> Magpie says hi, by the way. Oh, I say hi back. I will deliver your message. Hopefully, um, next time I can see about bringing her with me. Oh, I would like that very much. I'm going to see if I can maybe come up with an advanced warning system before that, though. <laughs> how, how, how has everybody been, though? I mean, I've talked about my adventures, I guess, a little bit. But how have you all been? Ah, same as we've always been, really. Kind of bored, staying alive, doing our bests. You make it sound so glamorous. But, yeah, that's fair. 
If if you've been from the capital to the gate, you know this. Uh, this place sucks. It is. It does. It does suck. There isn't a whole lot going on on a day to day basis. I mean, I'm here now, and well, I may not be the best conversationalist, but what can I do to make your day a little bit more interesting then? Phoebe smiles gently and just says, Honestly, you just being here is so much. You're just a a wonderful little spark of color in our lives. That's very nice of you to say. And then Margaret sort of looks around and says, Well, as fun as this is to just stand around and talk, standing around and talking is a good way to get attacked. So we need to start walking again. I can walk and talk. Then let's do that. She turns around and there, the ground around here is kind of sandy a little bit. And you can see footsteps coming from one direction and she heads off in the other direction. Ah, uh, start falling. Yep. Uh, hey, maybe weird question. What is Roxanne wearing right now? Um, probably boots, jeans, a shirt, and a jacket. Ah, and a jacket. Human clothes. Does the Deadlands get windy? Not especially, no. Okay. The the weather is extremely stagnant unless there's a monster around to interfere with it in some way. Yeah. Oh, were you asking because I used up one of the things on the tattoo? Yup. Yeah. I was gonna see if Gwendolyn would be able to notice that with her eyeballs, but the answer is no. Well, Roxanne probably actually mentioned it. Uh, by the way, and Roxanne, you know, pulls her arm free from her jacket. I guess I kind of owe you one. Oh, good, it worked. I honestly had never done a spell like that before. I wasn't sure that it would work out properly. Uh, it definitely worked. What did it do precisely? I'm a little curious. Because I, I set it up so that it's variable. Big Venus flytrap type dealy, uh just bit down on this uh, monster that I was uh, fighting. Hmm. And, uh, and then I killed it. The monster, that is. The Venus flytrap kind of was in the way, unfortunately. But that monster is um, kind of gone forever now. Huh. That's neat. Wasn't aware you could do that. Only when I'm here. Oh, darn. Maybe you should come around more often. So let me tell you the number of repeat offenders who think it's a good idea to come harangue us is gets a little obnoxious after a while. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you ever met one that kind of has like, I don't really know how to describe it, kind of like a bush for a head, kind of. Bush for a head? Yeah. It kind of just like, hmm. Or maybe more like tentacles. There was a big crashed ship when I was there. 
Oh, you you went to the shipwreck. Uh, yeah, I was there with... Well, I was there with one of the sultans when I was on my way to uh, the gate. Huh. All right. So I guess the sultan handled the other two? Uh, the sultan and his dogs. I mean, I'm not going to be coy about it. I was there with Arthur, yes. Yeah, yes. We've um, we've had one of his hunting parties run past us a couple times. Yeah, it was that one, the one that looks like a stag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this, like, kind of geometric-looking one turned its hand into a knife, a sword knife hand. Yeah, we've, um... We, we passed by there once. They were, uh... Did they just hang out there? Yeah, the three of them. Although I guess two now. That's mm-hmm. weird to think about. They've been there for so long. It's weird to think about it being just the two of them. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess they like each other? We never really, like, asked what their social dynamic is. Hmm. Oh, they kind of wanted to, like, eat and or kill me, so... Well... Didn't get a good chance to talk with them, either. Can imagine not. They were... They were... They had quite a similar sentiment the first time we passed by them. And then, uh... She sort of thumbs at Margaret. Yeah, I can imagine. Ah. I definitely would rather fight those three again than ever have to actually fight Margaret. She sort of calls over her shoulder. I don't want to tight myself up to her too much, but I don't know if I would call what would happen between you and me a fight. Thanks, Margaret. That's that's real great for my self-esteem. And she places her hand over her heart like she's wounded. <laughs> oh, the sarcasm from this one. Hmm. I see you've managed to keep that backbone I put in you. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I did uh, squeeze some answers out of, uh, out of my, uh, I guess my employer. You don't say. How'd you manage that? I bargained what they wanted with what I wanted. Nicely done. Good girl. Of course, uh, hopefully I can get some more when I uh, finally decide to go across that gate. Hmm. Well, don't you let him tramp all over you once you meet him face to face. Oh, no. uh, I've got some choice words. (laughs) Plus, it'll be uh, nice to meet some of them face to face. I'm not even sure if they have faces. So where are we going? Just going to go, or...? For the first time, Agnes pipes up and says, Yeah, we're just, uh... We're just going to go. Staying in one place for too long draws attention. Right. But, well, staying in one place too long out here. And we can't stay in the capital, or else the, uh... The Sultans will get mad at us, and... and you know how that goes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of breaking a whole lot of rules out here. Well, 
Uh, it's like my brother always says, fuck the police. F the police, sorry. <laughs> Ursula bends over and covers Hildy's ears. Sorry. Even Grant kept his filter from front of the child, come on. <laughs> Everybody gives you a look. Roxanne fucking dies. Well, it was nice all knowing you all. I think I'm going to go bury myself in the sand. You absolute coward. <laughs> no, this this is this is my punishment for my awful crime. <laughs> See, it's interesting that you guys are like are siblings because I think Grant's actual reaction to this would be to immediately start teaching Hildy every other swear word. No, no, no! I'm not Torpo, but, but like, but like in Chinese. Maybe that one. Yeah, maybe that way. <laughs> Damn, I don't know any Chinese curse words. Podcast Grant, <laughs> it's a talent to teach me. So, you went in at noon, and you're you're here till six. So, the the seven of you just sort of make small talk, and you wander around the group, making conversation with them in groups of ones and twos and threes. At about like the four hour mark, there's this kind of low screech, and there's this black shape rushing across the landscape towards your your little group. Is that a thing that just happens, or is that a thing I should be worried about? That's a thing just that just happens on the on the regular. I can't tell if you're fuck messing with me, but I'm gonna take your word for it. No, this is quite common, and this is why I'm here. Margaret walks over, so she is in line with the beast, and she points one finger at the approaching shape and the rest of the witches like make sure that they are well behind her yeah I'm not gonna stand anywhere in the vicinity <laughs> and a a point of light like appears at the tip of her finger and then more light sort of swirls inward towards it and in fact the area around you gets a little darker and the point of light at her fingertip doesn't get any bigger. It just shines brighter and brighter until it's difficult to look at. But you can see the monster approaching past it. And once it gets within like like 20 yards of the group, Margaret sort of like adjusts her hands so the orb is floating in front of it and she flicks it. And there's just this eruption of white hot energy in a cone in front of her and it issues forth for like like a solid 20 seconds of just constant blast before it all dissipates and the monster isn't there anymore and the ground is glass well I'm not really sure what to say about that Fortunately, we had some warning with this one. It was big and stupid and decided to make a lot of noise. It's a lot worse when they come in small and quiet. Yeah. I prefer the things that are big and obvious myself. 
Roxanne says, rubbing her neck absentmindedly. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if that's a reference to a, a monster or Margaret or the noose. The noose. Okay. So after that, it's it's quiet for the next couple hours. More walking. Your, your feet do begin to get sore after six straight hours of walking. What's a nice hike between friends? Yeah. Wait, six? Oh, shit. Or, oh, shoot. I didn't say that out loud, but, you know. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's getting kind of late. I mean, in a relative sense. <laughs> Ursula sort of looks over her shoulder at you and says, Well, we'll have to take your word on that one. There's um, a bit of a dearth in lateness or earliness here. Yeah. I I figured as much. No, I just uh, have to get back by six so Magpie can open the door and send and take me home. Otherwise, I have to wait till tomorrow. I have to be home before the streetlights come on. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, you shouldn't feel obligated to stick around on our account if you have places to be. Well, there's one thing I wanted to... Not that I... <laughs> I was about to say something really dumb. <laughs> I, get, I enjoy getting choked about as much as the next person. But... um. I was thinking, is there a way that, like, ahead of time, I could, you know, signal that I'm gonna be here? Especially, you know, if I bring Magpie with me next time. Mm. That would be good. Margaret tends to react quite poorly to anyone sneaking up on us, but especially groups. And again, Margaret throws her hands up in the air and says, you know why I'm like this. I shrug <laughs> Roxanne shrugs helplessly. <laughs> but yes, I, I do believe that we can put some sort of warning together. Right? Girls? Maybe I should tie some bells to my, uh, to my heels. Oh, we can come up with something much more intelligent than that. Wow. <laughs> Although, that would probably be kind of cute. You might consider doing that anyways. So the... All six of them sort of gather around and take a seat, and they start, like, spitballing ideas, and you very much find yourself wishing that I don't know, maybe not wishing that Grant was here, but that, like, maybe that you had Grant on the phone to fucking translate, because they are talking, like, magical theory right now. What if I just bring some fireworks? I don't know if we would be able to see those from here. Alright, that goes in back into the dumb Roxanne box. Not dumb. Stop saying you're dumb. So the ideas pop back and forth for a little while, 
And then Agnes turns to you and says, uh, do you have any, like, jewelry or anything on you right now? Do I? I know Roxanne has her ears pierced. She does. She can probably just take out, like... She probably has, like, just this little stud in her ear that she could take out. Does, uh, does this work, or does it need to be bigger? No, this is a pretty simple spell. I think we can fit it in something that size. And Ursula will hold out her hand and make, like, a gimme motion. Here you go. She will take it, and she, Agnes, and Phoebe will work a small spell over it. And they hand it back to you, and Ursula says, All right, go ahead, put it back on, and then take it off, just so we can make sure that it's working correctly. Okay, and she does so. And when you take it off, a small orb of light just pops up in front of Ursula's face. Oh, that's working perfectly. Very good. Awesome. Uh, I guess we're all set then. Seems like. Unless there was <sighs> anything else. No, no, it was nice. Uh, my head hurts, but it was nice being out here. It was good to see you, too. Yeah. Is there... I know what I can do. Do you want me to bring you anything back with me? Next time I come out here. Oh, goodness. Now that is a thought. Hmm. Well, it would need to be something small, because we're going to have to carry it. And it can't be anything that will impair us at all, she says, shooting Gwendolyn a look, and Gwendolyn puts her face in her hands. So no alcohol, got it. I know that all six of us have a bit of a sweet tooth. I mean, if it's candy you're after, I can bring candy. Or a small confection of some sort. I think we would all appreciate that. I will use my best judgment, then. Please and thank you. I have absolute faith in your judgment. <laughs> Alrighty, then. I'm gonna go off because, uh... I don't want to stay here overnight. You all stay safe out here, okay? We will. We will. And Phoebe comes over and gives you a hug. Oh, Roxanne hugs her back. It's good to see that you're doing so well. Please keep it up. I will will do the best that I can possibly do. Does anybody else want to hug? (laughs) Hildy puts her her arms up. Roxanne gives her a big hug that lifts her off the ground. She giggles. All right. It's meaningless to say this, but good night, everybody. Take care. And Roxanne <laughs> disappears back to the capital. Yep. And when you arrive there, the door is open and Magpie is about to close it when she sees you. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, sorry. I was, uh, I had to hash some stuff out first. 
It's cool. Do I have a mark on my throat? No, should you? No, no, I shouldn't. All right, well, that's a lie, but okay. Look, okay, turns out that uh, Margaret doesn't like being snuck up on. Oh. Which um, I probably could have guessed. Whatever, it turned out fine. She's yeah. a lot stronger than she looks. You know, uh, your head still exists. So, yeah, I, I guess it worked out fine. Yep. And I have a grocery list. And by that, I mean I need to bring candy back. <laughs> All right. Cool. We can uh, go shopping together sometime, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. So, you, uh... Six o'clock, Emery made a dinner portion for you. Do you want to stick around? Uh, yes. Awesome. I mean, unless you want me to leave so you can have it to yourself. Well. No. (laughs) I'll stick around either way. Let's go with that. (laughs) Okay. We welcome a third to our dinner table. And you get served up a big old bowl of chicken fettuccine Alfredo. Fuck, I want some chicken fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> Rip. Rip. Grant. Yes. So. Uh, so Torreira has just told you that she has a task for you to go accomplish right now. Mm-hmm. And she, she says to you, a couple weeks ago, someone from Britain came over, a gremlin, and asked us for some starfish katsu, I believe you call it. Mm-hmm. And he did this as a... He traded us on the promise of bringing back a certain book to me. And he has not been back since then. I fear he may have forgotten. I need you to go collect that for me. Okay, yeah, sure. And this gremlin's name is Jason, and I'm aware that he lives in the city of Los Angeles. I'm afraid I do not know much about him outside of that. So I will leave it to you to track him down. I'm good at tr- tracking people down, so it probably shouldn't be too long. Well, I will look forward to your successful return. All right. Well, once again, thank you for not killing me outright. <laughs> well, despite what my son would think, it is always improper to waste a potential resource. Internally, internally, Grant is saying, and that's why you're in charge, but he's not going to externally put that thought out because he likes his head where it is. (laughs) And she will, like, flick her hand to dismiss you. And at that point, the music and the party starts back up. Alright, well... Roxanne... Yep, I'm still here. Yeah, you're still here. 
when Grant turns around, something's happened. Oh, boy. Number one. Well, no. I should probably... I'm going to reverse order this for dramatic effect, but it's reverse ordered because order of importance. Number two, his hair has changed color. Oh, God. What's it's up? not that silver that it was before. It's this, like, sunlight yellow with, like, green highlights. That's not a bad look. That's honestly a look that probably Grant would do by himself, honestly. <laughs> What's maybe a little more pressing, number one, is he has a facial tattoo now. Oh, great. Now I can't even join the real world anymore. Shit. Oh, Mama's going to kill me. <laughs> she's going to kill you, and then she's going to kill me for not. What? What? Mm, wait till we get back. I will tell you in a. We'll tell you when we get back. Okay. Roxanne curtsies and leaves and drags Grant out of there with her. Uh, no, I'm, I don't need to be dragged. This is this I is one disagree. place you do not have to drag me out of. And this it is the summer court. Grant Harrison should be dragged. dragged every day at all times. <laughs> Strong agree. Okay, fair enough. Yes. In this house, we drag Grant Harrison. <laughs> uh, so, you are escorted back to the teleportation square by the court attendant. He looks extremely conflicted because on the one hand, you promised him a rematch, but on the other hand, he really doesn't know how to feel about Grant being here. Yeah, I'm just going to look at him and feel like, next time. Come on, Grant. <laughs> I'm going. Jeez. You're not going to like this. <laughs> so you get back to the circle and the goblin sends you back through and you manifest back in the garage. Hi, I'm still alive. Hey, Grant, you're not dating anybody, are you? I might be. It's weird. How do they feel about, um, face tattoos? Yeah, Magpie comes around the corner, like, out of the living room and into the entryway to the garage and says, What the hell happened to your face? I don't know! What is it? I haven't seen it yet! Roxanne pulls out her it's phone. It's awful! And, also, there's like, a tattoo now! It in stealthy mode or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne pulls out her phone and puts it in selfie mode to show Grant what his face looks like. Holy shit, okay, well that's what she meant by branding, I guess. Yeah. So let me describe this for the for everybody. I'm actually gonna draw it at the same time, so if you would all like look in the ocean by the words Santa Monica on the map. Everyone listening at home, get fucked. Open your <laughs> eyes and look at the ocean. Oh, I'm, I'm going to describe this for the people at home. So, above Grant's left eyebrow, there is a straight line. Get that shit out of here, ape. I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, get that out of here. You you can delete it as the GM. Like, you can. I know, but then I have to, like, change out of drawing mode. Okay. Uh, so just above your left eyebrow, there is a straight line. And I should say that the color of this is sort of, it's this weird sort of like 
it's a cross between the shade of your skin and green. It's like halfway between both of those colors. Mm-hmm. So above your left eyebrow, there's a straight line. And then going down from the middle and like across your eye is a vertical line. And down around your cheekbone is, uh, it's, it honestly, it looks very much like a Z. It's, it starts partway down the vertical line uh, going down your face. And then at the bottom stroke of the Z is uh, encompassed in a circle. And then there's a dot in the corner, the, like the top corner of the Z shape. And that's Elvis for dipshit. <laughs> if anybody asks who isn't Chinese, it's just going to be Chinese. That's what it is. <laughs> it doesn't even look like fake Chinese, you ass. Mm, it's Chinese. <sighs> you can maybe get away with Korean. Okay. Korean's mm. a big Chinese China nerd is a thing. <sighs> yes, but it doesn't even it does not resemble Chinese script. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but that's the story, and he's sticking to it. Yeah, so, that's there. Wow, TZ, I didn't know Grant was a Libra. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Well, okay. At least it's not a tribal pivot? It takes up, like, almost the entire left half of your face. At least it's not a tribal tattoo? Okay. I can try and find some makeups. Grant. I have a feeling it's magic bullshit that will show up through makeup. We can try. Also, I know how to make glamours. It's fine. Well, fucking fine. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I dye my hair. I could just gla- Why am I just now thinking of this? Grant, you're the worst wizard I've ever met. <laughs> and you're the only wizard I've ever met. <laughs> But you have met me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Very good. I like it. (laughs) Um, So I don't know how long Tarira is expecting me to take, but this is going to be fucking extremely easy considering. So uh, I'm just going to do it right away and then like, Maybe hang out for a little bit, so that way it doesn't seem like I just immediately knew who it was. Um, God, you have never worked in an office before. No. No, I haven't. Okay. Never, ever do the first... Never... If you ever get done something way faster than you expected to, just sit on your thumbs for, like, that's two what I'm, no, hours. That's what, do- that's what I'm doing. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm going to go do it, and then, like, wait a day or two, and then come back. Never ever give them false no. expectations. No, never. <laughs> I know that much. I know if that you, much. If a American miracle happens and you get something done four hours early, that's how they, early they expect you to get it done every time. The blood sucking pieces of shit. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go visit Jason. Be like, hey, Jason. Hey, what's up, Grant? What's going on? Um. Well, one, there's this now. I point to the tattoo. Yeah, you really didn't need to point that out. It was kind of obvious the second you walked in. Well, I mean, I like it's it's here now. This, this mm-hmm. is happening. Uh, for two, you 
you promised Tarira that like you'd get a book for her? Ah, oh, fuck, did I? She seems to be under the impression that you did, so you 100% did whether you did or not. Ah, uh, shit, okay, I was kind of drunk at the time. But, uh, alright, hold on, I got, I got ways of playing this back. And he, like, sits down, and some some music starts to generate. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it the minute it was involved, Jason, that this was happening. So my girl Mindy jumps me over to the summer court, and my boy Chippo's there, and he's like, Yo, Jace, what's up? And I'm like, I gotta ask the big lady for a favor. And he's like, Right on, you gonna stick around for the party? And I tell him I'm in a big rush, but he starts busting my chops, so I tell him I'll have a few drinks, which is fine, because it takes like an hour for the queen to show up. So I'm a little tipsy when I say, Hey, QT, I'm gonna need some of that starfish weed post-haste. And she says, I can get you that, but it'll cost you. And I say, Man, you know I'm good for it. And she says, You know I know you're good for it, but it's still gonna cost you. And I'm like, What you need? And she tells me she wants one of my books b class so i said yeah i can get you that book and then he like sits up and he's like oh okay <laughs> yeah all right i did say that i love it yeah okay all right uh right and that's a shit that's a custom job this is like okay yeah i gotta go get to work on that right now i'll uh i'll i'll Text you when I'm done with it. I'm I'm gonna try and get that done in like a day or two. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, see you around. See ya. So here in the apartment complex with, I keep saying apartment complex like it's spread out. It's a singular apartment building, and it's just got like a bunch of floors. Here in yeah. here in this floor of the apartment building, uh, the sort of main social area. Uh, Imani is sitting at one of the couches with her feet up, and she's got her computer running. She's doing her data witch nonsense. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a couple other people sort of scattered about. Yeah. I'll go sit next to her, and I'll be like, "So, how's it going with uh, the stuff with Gregory?" She unplugs the USB cord from her mouth, says, "Well." We're eliminating a lot of possibilities. We're going for, like, the easiest thing first, which is actually, like, the most complicated thing because it has just, like, a million variants. Like, mm-hmm. so many. But we're we're doing our best. We're working as fast as we can. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I was just making sure that your guys are actually making progress, which sounds like you are. Eh. I mean, it's hard to know if progress is actually being made because we won't know that because we'll just we'll have the right answer when it happens. Well, I mean, elimination of variables is progress. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're not in a rush to be out of here, are you? Uh, no. Apparently, Jason's thing is going to take a while, so I'm... Uh, I'm free for like a day or two. Cool, cool, cool. I need to have a personal conversation with you, Grant Harrison. Okay. So, uh, so you are on like all the time about how you're going to go back to New York. Like you're on about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
So this thing with Lolo, what is your intentions for that? Well, I mean, I don't really quite know yet, but I had, if, if it keeps going, then I have kind of a crazy idea that might work. It will take a while to set, even begin to set up, but... I mean, I'm not going to just string her along, that's for sure. Yeah, because like, because like a fling's a fling. If that's all you want it to be, that's cool. You still need to tell her that. Uh, I don't really do flings, so. And like, quite honestly, I do really like her, and that's why I kind of want to try and set up this thing that I want to do. How good are you at like teleportation? Uh, garbage. Okay. I, I've got I've got one trick, and it's okay. this. And she sort of motions at her laptop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. Okay, just figured I'd ask. Um, gotta. Like I said, it will take a while to set up, but if it looks like it's going to stay a thing then I'm going to work my damnedest to get it off the ground before I head back alright cool that's good to know yeah Uh, there is one other thing and this one's maybe a little weird so I want you to just kind of like like come into this with an open mind I guess Okay. So, like... Like, she and I are already... Together's the wrong word. But we are involved. Okay. It's... It ain't like... Dating's the wrong word. We've, we don't use that word. But, like... Like, sometimes she gets into this, like, weird frame of mind. And she starts doing, like, a bunch of self-destructive shit. And then, like, I handle that. Like, I I pull her back. I give her a place to be safe and, like, like talk her down. And just... It, the same kind of shit happens to me sometimes. And she does that. It's, it's an emotional thing. We, like, take care of each other, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. So, um, so we're kind of a package deal. I mean, I'm technically okay with that. Like, here's, here's the thing. On top of all of the other labels that I've come to slowly realize about myself, polyamorous is one. All right, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that as long as both of you are fine with that. And that's that is the important thing that everybody involved is fine with it. Oh, yeah. She and I have already talked. We uh, we we talked the the night after your little uh your little bit of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. 
A little bit of nonsense is basically me in a nutshell, just so you know. I am I have gotten that sense from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm I'm fine with that. If you're fine with that, so Yeah, cool. So um so she ever starts like like acting weird or seems to be like like spiraling like she gets into some she starts like catastrophizing or anything like that call me immediately that's what I do got it cool alright it's actually been a while since I've been in a relationship last Last one I had did not end well. The boyfriend broke up with me because he couldn't be polyamorous, and the girlfriend broke up with me because I refused to explain the weird shit, and she was tired of me hiding stuff, so. Oh, good lord, please tell me you did not try dating a normal person. I tried dating two normies at once. It was awful. She fucking slaps you in the back (laughs) of the head. Well, I have to quit this podcast, everybody, because Colin just said the word normies. <laughs> I say normies all the time. What are you talking about? I said normies, too, but I said it in huge sarcasm quotes. Also, you are not Colin. <laughs> Which you should be thankful for every fucking day you wake up. <laughs> Please stop, bro. Every day I wake up and I think, thank you, God, for not making me Colin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why am I friends with all any of you? An excellent question. Uh, okay, so it doesn't seem like uh, you know, Jason told you it'll take a day or two, so like... yeah. Unless you want to hang out at the apartment building that whole time, you just... Nah, no, I'll, do I'll, I'll go about my normal business, doing street art, making making the actual money that I need to do. Actually, wait, oh, actually, hold on. Spending some time at the apartment complex would probably be a good idea, because I did say that I would, uh, help out Sam. Yes, I did say I would help out Sam, and all of my, uh, all of my wizard lab shit is here up in the uh, other rooms. So I guess I can, I guess I actually could stay here for... Like, at least one of the days and uh, work on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, I know this is, like, impromptu, but is there anything specific you would like to do during these days? Most, not really. I'm mostly just trying to work out a ritual to, if not permanently, then temporarily block that thing from preventing him uh, from talking about the, uh, the great worm and so as, as I'm basically just researching that sort of stuff in order to um so that way we can talk about it for if not as much as I want then at least a little bit and see what we can work out yeah the bad news is is that there's a lot of vectors that this could be coming through this could be like a passive compulsion this could be an active compulsion this could be psychic this could be uh, just like regular magical it could be a combination of both it's yeah and that's that's why i figured it's going to take a while so that's why i that's specifically why i got these like the library and the um and the laboratory just so that way like yeah it's going to take a while but i have basically a trillion books to help me out so you know what? 
roll me weird at a minus two. Okay, um, specifically, the Mystical Library uh, says if you use your library's occult tomes and grimoires, preparing with your tomes and grimoires, take plus one forward to use magic. Is this technically a use magic, or is this just a straight-up weird? I'll allow it this time. It's not going to be a use magic roll. This is like an analysis thing. Okay, so only a minus one, then. Yeah. Eh. That is a six. Yeah. I'll mark mark an experience point. Yeah. Uh, So, the spell is so subtle. Like, you can go into Sam's room and just, like, ask him to talk about it. And essentially what you're trying to do is just trigger him to say, I can't tell you, which is, like, your sign that whatever is compelling him is going off. Mm -hmm. And, like... You, you know what you're looking for because you've seen it once, but the magic is so subtle that you cannot get a handle on it. It's like trying to it's like trying to get a fistful of water to you at this point. All right. I mean, that's just my day. I, I realize this is going to be a fucking chore and a half to do. So I I was not expecting to just like immediately solve it, which would have been boring and not satisfying. So like, yeah, the f- one day I'll spend doing that, and the other day I'll spend doing my day job, which is making, which is painting things with spray paint for idiot tourists who pay way too much for it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, about. About two and a half days later, you get a text from Jason saying, hey, I got the book done. All right. Uh, so I say I'll be there later tonight because I'm probably in the middle of working. And then later that night, I head on, head on over. Yep. And he hands you it's it's an extremely plain looking book. Mm hmm. Says, uh, yeah, that's that's what she asked for. All right. Um, out of character question. Did she say anything about not thumbing through it? No, she did not. I'm going to okay, I'm going to thank him and I'm going to walk off and I'm going to start thumbing through it. It's blank. Probably has something to do with uh with magic bullshit and needing the third eye to read it. Guess what? Not going to happen. Not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% a thing I'm I'm not no. I hate using my third eye when I ha- absolutely have to. I'm not going to use it because I'm curious about a thing. He can be taught. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I will. Because I said I was going to drag my feet for a couple days anyway. Uh, I can just spin the story that like he had the book. It just took a couple days to find him. So, uh, I'm gonna head. I'm gonna shoot magpie text saying that uh I'm gonna I'll be over momentarily. I need a door to the uh, summer court for a favor I'm doing for Turira. And you will get a thumbs up. All right. Uh, you can get your ass back to headquarters and yep. Magpie will just dip your ass back over there. Yep. I uh, I hit on... Well, here's the thing. Does the goblin ask me to race him now? Now that I'm going to be a regular appearance there, he should, get used, he should probably get used to me. He's still figuring you out. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, I will. Uh, head up, he- I'll head on up to the queen. And I say, uh, it took a couple days to find him, but here you are. 
Very good. I'm glad to hear that you were successful on this first task. All right. If uh, if that is all, it it is all for now. When I require you again, you will know it. I figured as much. Uh, quick question: This brand is just going to show through makeup and glamours, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. What sort of punishment would it be if you could just hide it? Figured as much. Just making sure. All right. Well, no jobs at Walmart for a while, I guess. Not that I was ever planning on doing that ever in my life. What uh, is this Waldemart? <laughs> well, it's the place where a you can buy... Waldemart? It's the, it's the place where you can buy 72 cents albums. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna... I will give the proper bow and I will uh, head back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dweer has a bandage wrapped around his thigh. And he still, like, glowers at you the whole time you're here. <laughs> but he knows his place now. <laughs> he, know- he knows not to speak out of turn. <laughs> and, like, you know that it's, 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 they're just a bunch of fucking elves. They have healing magic. That shit should have just been healed immediately. So you know oh, that- yeah. No, he's being punished. Yeah, you know he he's being made to have that wound heal naturally. He is he is one hundred percent just being punished, and it's great, and I love it. Uh huh. All right, but yeah, I'll head back. And uh, like when I get back, I look at Magpie and I go, "It's it's at least not a tribal tattoo, right? Like I can make myself feel better with that, right?" I mean, yeah, sure. It's not the worst possible thing you could have it permanently etched into your face. Yeah. Honestly, if you like, if you put some stuff around it, I think you could make it out to be a scar, like a really weird scar. Hmm. Or if I find the right shade, I can like add to it and actually try and make it look like something resembling Chinese. I mean, I guess. All right, well... I don't know if Chinese has any round letters like that, though. Uh, in character, Grant would be able to answer her. Out of character, I have no fucking clue. I'm pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure not to. Alright. So, um... Dr. Edwin Steiner. Hello. Hello. It is the week before finals week. It is your last class before finals for your uh, material, your intro to material science class. Yay. So it's just a, it's just a review day. You're, uh, you're answering any like, like review questions that the students might have. You're telling them how the final is going to be formatted. And about... Two-thirds of the way through class, the door slams open, and somebody shouts, Guess who's 18, motherfucker? You've got no excuses now. Oh my god, that's the oh worst my fucking god. way you could have phrased that! <laughs> Several students, like, fucking bodily fall out of their chairs. Steiner saws his own head off. 
And Alyssa marches into the room. (laughs) (sighs) The look on her face tells you she knows exactly what she just said. First of all, how did you get in here? Second of all, I'm teaching you nothing. It's an open campus. I just walked in. It's how it works. I'm in the midst of a lesson. I'm not... All right, I'll wait. I <laughs> shall walk back outside and then just, like, wait in the hall. Several minutes of awkward silence later. (laughs) The whole fucking class grinds to a halt. I hope you leave at least some of that awkward silence in. Probably will. Uh, So, uh, eventually the the 90 minutes of class are done. I'm not going to interact with any other teacher today or several weeks. Probably several (laughs) years. Uh, as everybody's filing out, Mike comes up to you. <sighs> He's like, okay, you really don't strike me as the kind of guy who, like, would have had that be exactly what it sounded like. Thank you. God. No, she's... She wants me to teach her how... I, God, Mike doesn't know about the sisters. Uh, so she wanted me to tutor her in mechanical engineering and parents. I don't know. I have something against robotics. I didn't ask. It's weird. <laughs> so I've... yeah. All right. Sure. I believe it. Well, congratulations. I believe she did. I think this was some sort of payback. Again, some sort of slight. I don't. Well, maybe she's just thought it was funny. Yeah. Teens are like that. He says being a fucking 18 year old. Actually, he'd be 19 at this point, but still a teen. Teens. Jeans. Yeah, so, uh, good luck with her. She, uh, she seems like she's gonna be a handful. I'll, uh, I'll put in a good word for you if anybody asks. Hey, genuinely appreciate that. Well, uh, I'll see you Monday. Mm. Study hard. Will do. He makes his way out. Once he leaves, Alyssa comes in. Well, are you satisfied? Did that... Was that... Get the reaction you wanted? Uh, exactly precisely, yeah. <sighs> I'm going to myself in the lounge anytime soon. 
Anyway. So. Well, first of all, um, happy birthday. Thank you. So let's see. If I remember right, she was looking just to, like, not actually learn how to fight these things, but just... No, that's what she was looking for. God. Uh, I thought she was just... I thought we had downgraded to being, like, a scout. For, like, that one hunt. Yeah. She, Yeah. She agreed to that, to be allowed to come along at all. She does want to learn to fight monsters. Hmm. Well, I don't want to do this out in the open, but now if I go anywhere with you, everyone will talk. God. I mean, I got a car. You could just tell me where to go. Hmm. She's. She never. No, I don't want to. She never met Magpie and. Yeah, memory. she did. Oh, did she? God, my memory's yeah, you... bad. It's fine. You sent her to them in the first place. Okay. Yeah, they know each other. She and Magpie have like a secret handshake. Teens. Teens. <sighs> so, yeah, let's just go to the damn safe house. Well. Well, here's the thing. Is that, you know, you're a... Uh, her being here doesn't mean, like, your life is on hold. You've got papers to grade. So... Oh, damn it, that's right. I have a job. Yeah, so, you head back to, to your office to collect the papers you're going to need to grade over the weekend. And when you get in there, on top of your desk, there is another 3 by 5 card. Oh, lovely. Everything is great today. And it has a range of a couple hours, and that range starts in like five minutes. And there's a location on it, and it's actually Caltech's library. It's specifically one of the private study rooms on the upper floors. Okay. Okay. When you pick up the card and you you make that extremely unhappy look on her face, she like pops around and tries to get a look at it. Says, "What? What's going on? What's happening? What's 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 the word, Doc?" It's a bit of my past coming back to say hello, and let's leave it at that. Hmm. Wait, no, actually, hold on. I have. Thought occurs. Thought occurs. Um. So I'm actually, if I remember right, and I'm pretty sure I do. Signer has actually talked to Emery and Magpie about this. The whole gang. Yes. And requested that if he would need help, they would. would they had we had a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Everybody is in the know now. And yes, you have asked for help. And everybody assured you that ask and you shall receive. Victor wouldn't be leaving one of these in my office. Ask for something specific today. He does not 
kind of guy to come around and just have a chat. So, nope. and the fact that he's asking to meet you here in the in like a private study room as opposed to the park where you've met the last couple of times suggests that he wants a more like quiet and private venue to discuss something. So it probably won't be like it, it won't be like the last time where he just hands you an object and asks you to solve it. He's yeah. probably got something more involved this time. Uh, I'm actually going to call Emery. All right. Hey, 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 uh, doctor, what's, um, what's, what's going on? Uh, I have a little bit of a problem. You remember I talked about, uh, Victor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he is poking his nose back into my life again. Um... How quickly can you get to Caltech, do you think? Um... It's probably... Half hour? That'd be perfect. He's wanting to meet in a much more private locale than before, and quite... urgently, as it seems. Um, I have a bad feeling just like someone to be around. Yeah. yeah. Also, Alyssa is here. Oh. You remember Alyssa? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Apparently, it's her birthday. Oh. Oh. Wait, is it your, Is it today or... When was like your Like two birthday? weeks ago. Two weeks ago. But point is... Um, so she's legally an adult now. It's, so yeah, a lot of things dropped in my lap. It's, yeah, it, uh, it, it sounds like it. But yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll get over there as as soon as I can. Thank you. I very much appreciate this. Where um where should I meet you? Uh, I have an office. Okay. Just ask at the front desk. Uh, got it. Uh, they will hang up. And what would you like to do in the approximately half hour it'll take for them to get here? Let's have a chat with Alyssa here. Right. So, while we're waiting, let's. What is your angle on fight? Like, everyone on this, everyone has a gimmick. I have, you know, I have my arm. Mr. Harrison has magic. Miss Harrison is some sort of. Uh, we've talked about this. You know them, right? We've met. Yeah. What's yours? What What are you going to use? I mean, I got my parents to sign me up for like boxing. I've been doing that for a couple of months. Oh, she rolls up her sleeves. God. Actually, no, she's wearing short sleeves, so you can see that like she is actually thinned out a little bit since the last time you've seen her, and she's got a little bit of muscle tone on her arms now. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Well, I admire your dedication and actually great work on getting into good physical condition. A lot of the things we have really are you can't do you cannot punch these things 
Some of them you physically cannot. There was a ghost of a serial killer. That was weird. Yeah, that sounds pretty weird. Hmm? That does sound like a thing I couldn't punch. But, like, I don't want to go out alone to these things. Right? Well, no, of course not. No one does that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Punching. I mean... So, like... Like, magic's a thing, right? Yes, I... I... I've dabbled a little bit in it. I don't use it myself. Mr. Harrison, I think... has studied, um... Quite a bit of his adult life. For it. Uh... So do you know if it's possible to, like... Make somebody stronger and faster with magic? Yeah, but the sort of things you're talking about are... Rare artifacts that... I mean... I, I suppose it would be, but... Make something permanently stronger like that. I don't know. You'd have to ask Mr. Hess, and he would have... Yeah. Uh, I mean... That's the best idea I can do for you off the top of my head is like some sort of pneumatic pneumatic boxing gloves. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of the fucking pile bunker weapon and Bloodborne because I think fucking rolls. Oh, oh, that gu- that weapon fucking rules! I love it. I suck at using it, but I love it so much. It's really hard to use effectively, but it's so satisfying. I'm Googling it right now. The stake driver. Yes. Alright. Yeah, that's... That's pretty gnarly. It is extremely difficult to use correctly. I mean, I'd be down to get it like a bionic fist or whatever. Well, I mean... <sighs> like... Okay, I'm not saying I want I want you to cut my hand off. I'm no. not saying that. But like like something in that vein, I'd be pretty down for that. I have combined um our technology and wait. Does Alyssa know about the courts? I'm assuming she does. Uh yeah, she's been briefed. I've done combinations of I guess Earth technology and court technology before. Um, maybe Mr. Hurston and I can work on this together. I don't... This is all hinging on the argument that we would actually... I mean, well... I guess... I guess Emery and Magpie are a little bit hard up on help, but you are legally an adult can make your own decisions, but... I should tell you that if you do join us, you will be making an enemy of West government. No kidding. Um, so... The DHEA is a thing that exists. And they are the... Uh, uh, well, not official. I think they're technically unofficial. I don't think the government officially recognize them. They're sort of black box. Is that so- the phrase... 
So what it is, like speaking out of character for a moment, what it is is they have like a public face of environmental hazard disposal. But that is a that is a cover story for what they actually do. Okay. so the DHCA has um, uh, let's call it um, for lack of a better word, a shadow side Uh, point being they have apparently what you know them as is just sort of a public face kind of thing and they have this whole which is probably their main occupation of detaining any sort of anomalous being and they are very active down here and we have sort of a gentleman's agreement where we work up in the desert and they focus on the town. But officially we are at odds. So that's a thing. Ah, uh, alright. Uh, and you technically could work for them, but honestly I think they're all a bunch of dicks and I think pretty sure they kidnap these things and take them to a black site facility and lock them up and experiment on them. Which is less great. Yeah, that's less than great. That's a pretty good way of putting that. Mm. But, uh, nah. Like, I, I ain't interested in joining up with them. Good. But I am... I want to join regardless. I'm just hesitant to put I understand I get it, I get it, I really do No, I mean it is your decision I suppose but we'll figure out um, your angle here because I mean you cannot go at these things with your bare fists I cannot stress that enough yeah. Got it. And then you hear like a... And Emery pokes their head into the office. Ah, good. I was beginning to go slightly mad. Um, <laughs> glad. Again, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, no. And anytime you need help with this, uh, I'm, I'm here. All right. And... Not to do with you. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you to do this. I know you're not going to, but do you please just stay in this office a bit? I promise I will be back. Uh, nah, I'm coming. Fine. Uh, well, if you're going to come along, I should explain. I used to. This, I. Um,. How much of a history buff are you? Specifically history of the local area. Uh, not really at all. Okay. Um, let's just do the Cliff Notes version. Uh, in a former life, I ran a gang, sort of um, high-stakes robbery kind of deal. And this man we are about to go see was my right-hand man, and he is trying to get back into the business, and he is ex... I don't want to say extorting. I mean, that's sort of what he's doing, but he's... 
it's just it's extorting me for information and other things. So, um, what I'm going to do is, I don't think it would take kindly to seeing either one of you with me. I expect he wants me alone. But I would like the two of you to be around just in case this, as you say, breaks bad. Got it. Yeah. Appreciate it greatly. I'm on board for this. I will fuck up anybody who causes you problems. Yes. All right. So the three of you can make your way over to the library, take the elevator up to, I don't know, like the fourth floor, and then find the uh, the room that was indicated on the card. Yes. Before we get there, I don't... Victor doesn't know either. Don't be obvious, but you can be somewhat close by. Actually... I don't think Victor would be keeping close enough tabs on me to know about you, Emery. Might know Alyssa. Victor was always meticulous about these sort of things. Uh, Again, well, just play this by ear, I suppose. Yeah, well, 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 we'll we'll stay out of range. Right. Just, uh, well, we'll be in earshot. So... The the room that they're in, the study room, has a small window on the door. And Victor is not alone in there. Ah, uh, you've brought friends today. How- you recognize this woman. It's Ariadne. She was sort of the like the the sort of like entry plan maker. Right. It's, you and she would collaborate on, like, how you're going to get into a place. Ariadne, I have not seen you in quite a while. I see Victor has recruited you. Yeah, I've uh, I've been here from the start. It's good hmm. to see you looking hearty and hale, Professor. I'm glad your, uh, your little um, disability has been overcome so thoroughly. Yes. Well... I mean, I would prefer to have the original, but this is fine. So, as much as I would love to catch up, I must ask, what is it that you would like from me today, Victor? Uh, nothing too, too major. Just a consult on this entry that we're planning. And he, he's got these, like, big old rolled up sheets of paper at the table that he's sitting at and he unrolls one of them and it's a blueprint of a pretty sizable building. See, we've we've more or less got it figured out, but we can't figure out where the junction box for this part of the security system is. And we were hoping your engineering experience you might be able to provide some insight uh, excellent I'm an accessory now alright let me take a look hmm. you want me to just like roll something to try to spot this yeah you know what go ahead and roll me plus sharp okay that's a nine that's sure. a nine yeah so you um you pour over it for a little while and the the two of them are quiet and they just let you work. And you 
basically narrow it down to like, okay, it's either in the floor here or in the ceiling here. These are the two places that make the most sense to put the data junction for this particular part of the system. (sighs) Yes. So it's either under the floor and here, in which case there must be some sort of access point to be able to get to it quickly for maintenance, or it's in the ceiling of which would also have you have as have any of your people been inside the building? Yeah, uh, let me double check. And Victor reaches into the backpack that he's got, and he pulls out a uh, a Manila envelope, and out of it he pulls a bunch of uh, no, that doesn't make sense in this day and age. He pulls out his phone. And, he's, and he uh, pulls up uh, an album of images and he starts sifting through it. And he gets to the point of like that area of the building. And he says, all right, so we're looking for either an access point in the floor around there or the ceiling around there. Um, it spends a little while flipping through it. He says, oh, yeah, uh, he turns his phone around. That looked like an access port to you. And there's a, uh, it's, it's a shot of the floor. And one of the tiles is like slightly off color from all the rest of them. That could be it. Yes. Uh, these are good shots. Who do you have casing? Uh, Bryant. We, uh, he came back too. You had a Brian back. They always did good work. Uh, so it looks like somewhere that could... It might just be an off-colored tile, but that does look like um, it could be the access point. Yeah, well, uh, I'll send another, another sweep through that area just to see if he can get some shots at the ceiling to double-check. But yeah, we'll, we will plan on that being our our point of attack on that section of the building. Hmm. Right. Um, be careful about that. If you do too many sweeps again, you know, well, you know. Right. Yeah. No, this, this will be the last one. If we can't nail it down, then we'll have to figure something else out. Well, I mean, if you're determined to hit this place, uh, there's always just dropping subtlety entirely. But it seems like this is, uh, something you're uh, I don't want to pry too much never mind the whole ne- never mind the entire thing <laughs> yeah no we uh, we are not considering the direct approach as a good option for this one well I won't ask any more of your business I probably know too much as it is already and not that you feel like you're threatening me I mean in terms of being an accessory to- sure sure uh, yeah, thanks. This is that was exactly what we needed. Mm. And Victor starts rolling up the blueprints. Right, well, try not to get arrested. Uh, we are doing our level best. Hmm. Hey, quick question: Did I recognize from the shots building? Would I have any any way to place that? 
Uh, it's not a building that you've ever been in before, and there weren't any, like, brand symbols or anything in the the shot that you saw. Okay. Okay. Well. Until next time, Victor. And, um, Ariadne. It's good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Again, be safe. If you get caught, please do not rat me out. Absolutely not. I would, that'd be so rude. I couldn't imagine doing that to you. Ah, so Steiner has better gang friends than Queen uh, had it at some point. <laughs> yeah, so the, the two of them will stand up and Victor slings his backpack over his shoulder and uh, puts his hand out to shake yours. I'll shake it. I'll shake his hand, yeah. And uh, Ariadne will like do a like a sort of flippant little salute at you, and the two of them will leave. <sighs> All right, I'm just gonna stand here for a second, just kind of contemplating things. Because like I'm not gonna lie, Steiner was a little bit on edge going into that. I, I mean, I understand why he wanted the private place now, but, you know. And then he's going to go out and meet with uh, Alyssa and fucking Emery. Mm-hmm. So you could, the three of you can reconvene. When you get there, Alyssa's got, like, a weird look on her face. And she says, hey, uh, the, uh, the man and the woman who came by a couple minutes ago, was that who you were meeting? Uh, that was indeed them. Huh. What's the matter? Are you? Like, I, okay, this is a real rude question, but you're not lying to us, are you? About, like, what they're doing with you? Full disclosure, they want my help locating a junction box to disable the security system on the building they are going to break into. No, no, no. I don't I don't mean that. I don't mean specifics. I mean, like... Like you said, they're extorting you. It's not the other way around, is it? No. If I could cut them out of my life entirely, I would have. I tried to, actually, for quite a while. That's bizarre. May I ask? They were terrified when I saw them. Huh. Something, something's got them really on edge. It's like a snake. They're more scared of you than you are of them. It is interesting. Never. Hmm. I need to think about. I'll think about that later. Um. My fears were for nothing, though. I do very much thank you for coming out here, Emery. Uh, I will treat you to. Hmm. It's a little late in the day. Um, don't want to leave Magpie at home. Um, no, actually, let's go pick up Magpie and we'll go out to treat. Actually, that that sounds good. Sounds like it'll be a good time. Uh, you can come along too, Alyssa. I suppose. Right on. I'll uh, I'll meet you at headquarters. I, uh, cause I got my own car. I gotta drive out there myself. All right, I'll um, pick a spot and I'll 
let you all know and we'll meet there. Right on. And she'll take off. Why would Victor be afraid of me? Did he... Did he seem like he was afraid of you? You know, I just... That's a good point. I just assumed that. Huh. But if it's not... Wait. That... No, that's been too... It's been... He wouldn't still be active. What? Hmm. You... You know him better than I do. So... You... You might know. Uh, Did... Did Victor ever... Did did he strike you as someone who would get this started back up? After everything went down? I hadn't really considered his motivations. I guess he might be broke. Hmm. Huh. Do you think someone is pressuring him into this? And it's... It's a thought. Because... I mean, he's he's either scared of y- you, or he's scared of the flock, and you seem to think that it's too soon for them to be sh- showing up. I can't even be sure they're still around. I mean, that was, that was quite a while ago, and it was some sort of genetic abomination. It might have just melted or something, for all I hope. Right. So then, if it's not you, and it's not them, it's got to be a third party. Victor and I was partners, though. I don't see him taking orders from someone else unless he's... He's even gotten himself into something that he really shouldn't have. Hmm. Uh, this is just... I don't need this stress in my life. Let's just go... Where do you want to get, get dinner? What sounds good today? Oh, I think I'm in the mood for Mexican. Mexican, hmm. Well, where the hell are we going to get Mexican? <laughs> Chloe. I'm here. Hi. Roxanne. Hi. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hello. It's been a million years, but I am here. Oh my goodness. Alright. So, uh, one of your guitar strings broke earlier today. That sucks. I'm gonna need to go buy a new one. Yep. And you know just the place. Yeah, I guess I do. Here's the question. What string was it? I don't fucking know. I'm not going to make that dumb G string joke. I refuse. It was the E string. Which one? Just kidding. Anyway. Anyway, that's a joke I don't get. But hard same. There are two E strings on a guitar. Oh, okay. okay. There's an E-A-D-G-B-E. I understand now. Like, genuinely, I understand now. All right. So, you can, uh, 
drive. This, that's not a thing you do too, too often anymore, but you can drive over to the instrument store. Fuck, which one of these is the brakes? <laughs> you might be as bad as driving as Grant is now. No. No. Uh, no, Grant wouldn't even know which one's the gas. So you can get over to the instrument store. And when you walk in, Carrie's behind the counter today. Yay! Always exciting. Yeah. And she's in conversation with a customer. A customer. And the customer is Ashley Arias. God damn it. And they are, like, chatting. Hmm. Do I want to interrupt this conversation? I don't know. You tell me. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) All right. How do you do this? Well, okay, maybe not. Maybe interrupt was a strong word, but I am going to make sure to get Carrie's attention to feel like, hey, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> she perks up and waves at you. Then Ashley turns around to see what she's looking at, and she sort of leans on the counter a bit and says, What are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? And then Carrie looks between the two of you and she says, You two know each other? Yeah, um, professional acquaintance. She gives you a look. Carrie gives you a look that very clearly asks, Is this the weird professional or the regular professional? She works in a record store. What kind of professional acquaintances do you make in a record store? I don't know. I don't think I've ever set foot in a record store in my life. I don't know how they work. But uh, Ashley straightens up off the counter and says, I was, uh, I was actually here to buy some replacement strings. Oh, uh, what do you play? Mandolin, actually. Mandolin, huh? Not the answer I was expecting. I, uh, I don't get to take a whole lot with me when I move around. I gotta pack light, and it's a real small instrument, so it's perfect for me. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I'm uh, actually here to pick up strings myself. Huh. What are the odds? Pretty good, apparently. Sure, sure. Ashley will just sort of, like, hang out at the counter while you go get your string. My string... Your E-string. Yeah, um... Boy, this is awkward. (laughs) Is that something you actually say out loud? Yeah, what the hell? Just be like, boy, this is awkward. (laughs) Ashley turns to Carrie and, like, makes a face at her and, like, thumbs in your direction, like, this girl. And Carrie just looks endeared. As she brings you up. When did you, uh, so when did you start playing? Since we're here, you know, talking instruments, I guess I might as well pick your brain. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, who? When did I start? I would have been five years. Yeah, five years ago. 
What, um, I mean, you said why you picked the mandolin, but, like, why'd you, uh, what made you decide to pick up an instrument in the first place, I guess? Uh, well, <laughs> not to, uh, not to make this weird or anything, but, uh, my therapist strongly recommended it to me. I don't think that's weird. No, I, uh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> music used to be the only thing I really had going on in my life. So, uh, I can see, I can see where it could be therapeutic. Roxanne says and looks over at, uh, looks over at Carrie. I'm sorry, I was, I totally interrupted you two talking. Uh, you can continue. No, I, no. We were just making small talk. It's fine. And Carrie will ring you up. This is such a weird situation because, like, I keep wanting to go. Yeah, you know, actually, I'll say this in character. This feels like a weird situation because I feel like I have to introduce the two of you, but you were both talking before I got here. Also, she has a name tag, and my name is on my credit card, so. And she shrugs. Yeah, well, if you want to be sensible about it. I do try to be that as often as I can. Uh, I try, but it never works out for me. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't think your job would lo- give you much time, uh, much free time, honestly. It, uh, it doesn't. It's, like, I I said I've been doing this for five years, but I don't, I'm not five years good at it. I mean, as long as you enjoy it, that's the important bit, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is more about a uh, about a sort of external utility than it is actually getting good at it. Right. Plus, you know, people improve at different rates. Sure. Yeah. And there's something to be said for just like you know finding a simple little song and learning how to play it. I couldn't agree more. I can't really think of anything I know that you could really play on a mandolin. I honestly don't know any songs. I just spend a couple hours every so often noodling on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I, uh, only recently found something to stick with, actually. Hmm. At the, uh, and she points at the string. At the, uh, the guitar, I guess? Yeah, yeah, um... I always wanted to learn to play the guitar, and I guess I kind of talked myself out of it a lot. And then, um, somehow, I ended up with a guitar. <laughs> Ashley is facing you, so she can't see it when Carrie rolls her eyes and throws a smile at you. But it's, uh, it's a process, right? Yeah, absolutely. And at that moment... Someone behind the two of you clears their throat. Oh, shit. Someone standing in line. <laughs> Fuck. And Ashley looks at them and is like, oh, my apologies. Yeah, uh, sorry. She turns She turns to Carrie and says, it was nice meeting you. And Carrie says, yeah, you too. Uh, did, I, did I pay yet? Shit. Yeah, you did. You got rung up. You're good. Hey, um, Carrie, I'll see you later when I'm not, when I'm not bothering you at work. Yeah, text me. Mm-hmm. So, the, uh, Ashley comes with you as you leave. Naturally. 
Yep. And once you're in the, the parking lot, she says, hey, uh, walk with me. Yeah, okay. The, the two of you can... She, she sort of meanders in a direction, and eventually you realize you're coming up to a small park. And once you get into the park, she says, you know, I'm real glad to see that my, uh, my little intrusion on that had, that was definitely a first date that I was there. That, that had real strong first date energy. I, uh, I'm glad to see that it worked out for you despite my presence. Yeah, well, I, uh, guess I lucked out. Uh, <laughs> she finds my, uh, disasterness endearing, I guess. At least I hope that's why. I can see that. I can see how someone would find that endearing, yeah? So, uh, so how you been since we last spoke? Complicated. Hmm. That's it. That's, that's one word that does a lot of lifting. <laughs> uh, just personal things that I don't think some folks would appreciate me telling you about if you... Hmm don't mind. I mean, I'm not here to pry secrets from you. No, no. I guess there's no reason I can't be civil with you. Like, <sighs> pardon? Can I ask you a question, Roxanne Harrison? Shoot. See, I was in a real good mood until about 48 hours ago. When we finally got the archer to start talking to us. So I just... I really need to know. What compelled you to not tell me that he told you that he was going to kill somebody every 10 minutes until your brother returned to that roof? What compelled you to hide that fact from me for the 23 minutes that it took from the start of our phone call to when my men were in position up on the roof? The honest answer? It slipped my mind. Really? Really. Did it ever unslip your mind at any point? Around the time that we were getting ready to go, I did think about it, but... I'd like to remind you that the truthful answer to this is that you remembered, like, 15 seconds after she hung up. Oh, yeah, but I was also, like... Mm. The problem is, like, the reason that I didn't, like bring it up is honestly because I remembered like out of character I remembered and then there was that whole conversation between her and Dr. Steiner and that happened and for some reason my in character knowledge and my out of character knowledge got a little jumbled and it wasn't like I wasn't going to go well I'm not going to tell her now well actually that was basically it because my brain was just like well she knows already and I didn't put the two, two together, but it was like, oh, Roxanne... Sorry. 
Roxanne it was a stressful uh, situation. Your brother was in trouble, and like it just completely slipped your mind. Well, okay, that's not entirely true, though. And I've edited that. I've listened to the episode like eight times in the process of editing it. <laughs> so what happened was, is you hung up, and then you remembered like fifteen seconds later, and then you said, "You know what? Fuck it. Let her figure it out." Were the words that came out of your mouth. Yeah. And then we had the conversation between Ashley and Steiner. Yeah. The honest answer is that I was not at my best on the moment. I was only thinking about Grant and I was more flustered than I should have let myself be. So yeah, I'm probably responsible for 23 minutes, you said? Mm-hmm. So there are two people, at the very least, that I'm probably responsible for. Precisely two. So I didn't withhold it out of malice or because I dislike you. I just messed up. This is not something that I am extremely practiced at. It was a failure on my part. I see. Out of curiosity, Uh how much do you know about why the archer was up on that roof that day? Well, I don't know what he did that made it so he needed to get back in the good graces of uh, the summer court. But I do know why he wanted to bring Grant in, yes? Has your brother told you that this isn't the first time this has happened? He's probably mentioned it. I, I, in character, did mention it that it was like the fourth time that this had happened. Not that specific situation, but the fourth time that somebody's gone after me to... for, you know, brownie points. He's mentioned somebody's, you know, gone after him before, but I don't get the impression that it was ever... uh, that it was ever to something to this degree. Interesting. Does he have a habit of downplaying the consequences of his actions? Hmm. Yes. Yes, he does. Hmm. Well, that might make sense, because with the archer's information we were able to complete a couple of loose profiles that we had. Some cold cases from the last couple of years that accounted for six bodies. Well, I can't say that I know the specifics. Grant, um... Has only recently let me into this part of his life. 
but uh, I'm going to share this with you in strict confidence because I think it is uh, better that you know than you don't know. That um, matters between him and the summer court are settled. I was there, and he settled it between himself and the queen. So this shouldn't happen again. Obviously, that doesn't solve. That doesn't erase what's already happened. But. Like I said, it's better that you know than you don't know. Yeah. It is... It is better that I know that his... Being alive is not an active threat to civilians. It is better that I know that. So then, is there anything else you wanted to uh, ask me? That was really the main thrust of it. Alright. Well, if you'll pardon me, I've got a guitar to restring. So, um, I hope you have a lovely day and, um, you know, keep up with that mandolin. Yeah, will do. You, uh, you stay out of trouble. Wouldn't think of it. And she'll just find a bench to sit on. I'm not going to text Grant. I'm not going to ask him about it. I'm not going to mention it to him. Well, no. I probably will mention the interaction, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, did you get six people killed? <laughs> I'm just going to be like... This is what the DHEA thinks happened, because I trust Grant. Roxanne trusts Grant, at the very least. Maybe I don't trust Grant, but Roxanne trusts Grant. Sure. All right. So, Colin, I know you had a failed roll. I don't suppose you leveled up off of that. No. Okay. I'm one away from leveling up. Okie doke. So, good session. We um, we only went for four hours this time. Oh, Not my. even, because we started kind of late. Yeah, a little. Did mm, we? Not really. No, not, like, we started, like, at 8.40, so it's not been quite two hours, four hours. Well, that makes all difference. <laughs> listen, doesn't it? I listen. If I tried to be like, listen, I'm leaving work twenty minutes early, but it's okay because twenty minutes is basically the full out is basically close enough to being a full hour that I would get in trouble. So fuck you. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> So I don't even. We have to real. What we have to all like, the three of us, Ape, Chloe, and myself. What we have to internalize here is that Colin. The reason why Colin keeps saying that linear time is bullshit is because he doesn't actually understand it, and it just makes him mad. No, (laughs) it does. 
Linear <laughs> time is bullshit. Linear time is complete bullshit. Everything happens, but everything doesn't happen at the same time. Just Fuck off. Colin kicking over a sundial. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you are bullshit. I just flip off Big Ben every time I see a picture of it. Ah, <laughs> so good session. Next time is another hunt. It's going to be a rough one. Also, I would like to say, uh, for for the record, uh, Grant would 100% not know about those six bodies, so it is not downplaying its ignorance, which is only slightly better. Only slightly. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm not everybody. being malicious. I'm just dumb as hell. The Grant Harrison. <laughs> well, no. I didn't mean to post that in general, but it's there in general now. No, it's not Grant on, on the concept of time. <laughs> it's Colin on the What subject. time is it, you ask? I pull out my 2.7 metric ton granite sundial and immediately crush both of your feet. I loudly announce, it is cloudy. It is cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Grant buy, 100% buys the bullshit that is linear time. Uh, I'm stopping this. I'm stopping this now. Good, good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>